1: I'll hide till it's bright out. Won't just another lonely night. Are you willing to sacrifice your life? They're staying in the shadows. Called probing. Make sure things are clean. clear. There's water, for the rest of the rest of them.
0: You that? hear that? He's out there. Yeah.
2: Welcome to the show, everybody. I am your host, Tony Merkel, and I am really glad that you're here. And I'm really glad to be here. Today, me and Lindsay went to Philadelphia to have a tour of the Eastern State Penitentiary. And I'll tell you what, that place is pretty darn creepy. You know, they didn't really tell many ghost stories. They more told the history of the facility, you know, when it started and when did it close. And, you know, what was it like staying there? I got a lot of audio and some pictures that I'll be posting on the website for the members. And uh, hopefully you guys enjoy it. Speaking of members, thank you for everybody who's been signing up to be a member on the website. I really hope you guys enjoy the experience that I'll be putting forward for you guys. Uh, Like I said, I'll be posting some of the pictures from today. And uh, there'll be a lot more content coming out this week. So stay tuned for that. Now tonight, before we get into our interview, I'm going to be playing some audio from a video off YouTube. Mr. Creepypasta has a very popular YouTube channel, and he has generously been kind enough to let me play some of the audio from one of his videos to kind of give you guys a sense of what his channel is all about. I think if you guys are into the Creepypasta thing, you probably heard of Mr. Creepypasta. And if you're not, and you're thinking about maybe, you know, playing around with the whole creepypasta thing and listening to these stories while you're trying to go to sleep at night or something like that, I highly recommend you guys check out Mr. Creepypasta's channel. Hit subscribe and be alerted every time he posts a video because they're awesome. So without any further delay, here's Mr. Creepypasta's YouTube video, Look Up in the Skies.
1: When I was growing up I pretended to be a superhero once in a while I didn't every kid It was fun to daydream about accidentally Gaining superpowers Then imagine yourself flying around And shrugging off bullets while punching out bad guys Unfortunately When it actually happened to me My powers didn't come from radioactive Freak lab accidents Or mutant genes No No, It was the cape damn cape the cape fell from the sky inside a meteor although nowhere near the scale of a dinosaur killer the rock was still a big one and even after smashing into the desert it was surprisingly intact my team went to investigate the site and we had just started taking preliminary measures and the meteorite split apart like an egg there in the center was a scrap of cloth I can't explain why I tried to touch it I just knew the cloth was calling to me, and as I reached out my gloved hand, the crackle of the Geiger counter faded away, and the warning cries from my teammates muted, like sounds heard underwater. Then the cloth pounced. In an instant it curled around my wrist and pierced my hazmat suit, and time seemed to stop as I touched my bare skin. I felt it raid my memories, absorbing everything it found, then it slithered up my arm, worming its way around my back and embedded itself into my shoulders. At that moment, I became the world's first superhero. It's been a pretty good gig so far. I've stopped thousands of criminals and saved many more lives. I tackled natural disasters, then graduated to stomping out terrorists and warlords and evil dictators. The cape's power is unlimited. Nothing can stop me. But all along, the cape was guiding my actions. Through our bond, I learned it was created billions of years ago by aliens who hope to spread peace throughout the galaxy and with me as its tool, it accomplished this goal here on Earth. The trouble is, the cape is growing restless. Since its sole objective is peace and peace has come, its only option now is to broaden its definition of peace. For instance, the people of this city are currently throwing me a parade. But the cape thinks their noise is not peaceful. It longs to quiet them, and that little girl throwing confetti? That girl is littering, littering is a crime. My burning eyes tell me the cape hungers to slice her apart with my heat vision. And every day it grows harder to restrain the cape's urges. I would destroy the damn thing if I could, but I can't. It won't allow me. All I can do is smile and wave, while inside I'm thinking obsessively about the meteor which brought the Cape to Earth. The Cape prevents me from telling anyone, but I know the truth. That chunk of rock was all that remained
2: of the last world the Cape visited. Okay, that was some audio from Mr. Creepypasta's video, Look Up in the Sky, off his YouTube channel. If you're into the whole Creepypasta thing or you're thinking about getting into the Creepypasta thing, definitely go to Mr. Creepypasta's YouTube channel and check him out. Hit the subscribe button because I guarantee you, you're not going to be disappointed. Now, tonight's guest is Ashley. Ashley is a Native American that has grown up on a reservation her entire life. She's experienced a ton of paranormal activity, and she's come on tonight to share her experiences with us. I really hope you guys enjoy this interview, because I certainly enjoyed talking to Ashley. Okay, tonight we have a special guest with us, Ashley. Uh, She contacted me. She's living out on the west coast of the United States, and uh, she is actually a Native American that was born and raised on a reservation, and uh, she has some really interesting stories to share with us tonight. Ashley, how are you?
3: I am doing great. How are you?
2: I'm doing really good. And uh, we talked a little bit about some of the things that you want to share tonight, and I'm really intrigued. And I definitely want the audience to hear what you have to say. So I guess if you could just start talking to us about, you know, your family history and where you come from and how this all kind of started in your life.
3: Okay. I'm Ashley. I am Native American, and I grew up On the reservation all my life. Um, I'm twenty four years old, and I have a gift. Um, I can sense things. Um, I can feel all types of energy, even some that I can't, you know, give a name to. Um, I've seen ghosts since I was three years old, and. The first one that I can recall seeing was an elderly man in a top hat. And he, I remember watching cartoons in the morning and seeing this elderly man watching me. Um, I would turn to my left and see this man in a black top hat a very long, dark-colored trench coat just standing there watching me. Um, he didn't have shoes or feet. Um, I remember seeing him, you know, floating above above the ground, no facial expressions. Um, and he would watch me all the time, never moved, never said anything. And what's interesting about this this spirit is that he would change. There was times when I'm watching cartoons by myself in the living room. I would turn and look to my left and see this six-foot-tall man looking at me. Um, I don't remember, you know, uh, details of the clothing or um, any facial expressions, but he was quiet. Um, he never... Said anything. Um and he was the one that moved. Um, like I said, the elderly guy, he always stayed in one spot. He was always watching me from the kitchen. But this this guy, I'm 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 not sure if it's, you know, the same spirit, but you know, him, you know, showing himself at a younger age or what, but this six foot tall figure would watch me. As I sleep, Um, my brother and I are six years apart and we shared a bedroom together. It was a bunk bed. I was on top and he would sleep on the bottom. And I remember, you know, as uh, I would say goodnight, you know, to my brother. I would always look towards towards the doorway. Um, We had a nightlight on. So past the doorway, it was black. And I, I remember seeing this six foot tall man just watching me, looking straight at me. Never, I've never seen him look down at my brother or even paid attention to him. I remember just watching, just watching me, and I would be scared. I would think that, you know, is this man going to touch me? Is he uh, going to, you know, come close to where the bunk bed is? And you know, I. I really didn't know what to think. And so I would sleep my back facing the wall so that I can see him directly. Um, I I would pray every single night before I went to bed. And that's what put me to sleep. Um, having a sense that I'm being protected by God and that um, this spirit will cause no harm. and and to, to to think about it, to reflect it's it's it, it's a bit intimidating you know, to only be you know seven, eight, nine years old, and this you know six foot tall man just watched me all the time, and it was every night for years, and same with that elderly top hat man he would watch me for years, and it wasn't you know until we moved from a specific location to somewhere else was when I stopped seeing them. And another thing that happened that I mentioned to you, Tony was being touched by a spirit and it was a different one than the other two. Um, it was a male, um, uh, looked around, you know, late twenties, early 30 years old, uh, very short as well. Um, I remember, playing with my Barbie cash register in the living room by myself Um, I felt like I was being watched Um, I remember turning around looking um, into the living room and feeling that someone is there but in my head I didn't want to believe that someone was behind me watching me play and I so I, I ignored it didn't say anything kept playing with my barbie cash register and I felt this cold this this cold feeling press against my shoulder um and I turned around and I see this this male spirit take a few steps back and I turned back around towards my cash register and continue playing. I didn't say anything. I didn't turn to look back to see if he's still watching me. I just ignored it and acted like it never happened. And that's what I do a lot of the times when I'm experiencing something in a moment or I see something in the corner of my eye, I tend to just ignore it and continue with whatever I'm doing. And another thing that I uh, remember is I moved into uh, this new house with my parents. Um, this was before going into high school. And um, I remember watching TV um, at, any time of, at any time of the day, and this male um, had black eyes and had this evil grin on his face would peek out from behind the wall and smile at me. And he would play peekaboo on and off, and I would just ignore it. Um, I never said anything to anybody because we just moved into this new home. I didn't want to, you know, scare anybody. I didn't want anyone to, you know, feel uncomfortable, you know, with our new living space. And so I kept it to myself for several months until my father had mentioned seeing something. And so it was nice to, you know, have somebody in the family who who saw something similar to what, what I've been seeing, you know, since we moved in and he didn't see, um, details like I did. Um, it would play peekaboo with him too. And he was the only other person who, um, who he said, you know, who saw some, who saw that figure. And but one thing too, that I really remember is my little brother, he never wanted to sleep in his bedroom ever he would be so scared he would beg my mom like I don't, I don't want to sleep in my room I can I sleep with you and um we and so we we thought it was you know maybe it's cuz you know he has a whole bedroom to himself now and you know he just needs to adjust to this new home and you know sleeping by himself at night and what i honestly think that now that i look back is he felt that that man, maybe that man, you know, um, has done something to him or maybe that he's seen him as well, but just never said anything. Um, but to, to this day, you know, we, we don't talk about it. My brother hasn't said anything about, you know, living back at that house.
2: So when your dad saw this shadow man peeking as well, what did, what did he have to say about it? Did you guys have any in-depth conversations about this since you both saw it?
3: Um I don't I think it's um how we we started talking about that figure being the home was he would see figures um where he worked. And so he kind of, you know, wanted um he wanted I think he wanted to feel the waters with me to see if I would get scared or to see how I would react. So he would, you know, say little things here and there. And then, um, he's and and he, I was interested. And, and so he brought up that the figure and I told him, I thought too, and he, he believed me. He believed me, you know, the details that I had to say. And, you know, Still, to this day, he's very you know, supportive and believes me when I um, talk about um, things that I see because he sees them too, but just not to the extent that I do where I do see details in a lot of spirits that I see.
2: So that kind of opened up uh, a line of communication between you two yeah. for you to be able yeah, to talk to him did. about this stuff. yeah. That's good, that's good before you move on uh with your with some other things here, I wanted to ask you when you talked about the uh the shadow guys and the guy with the uh, top hat and the trench coat uh you said they were expressionless on their faces was yeah. was there was there detail with their faces or was it just kind of like a blank shadow? It
3: wasn't blank um I remember seeing it m- Eyes and a mouth and a small nose had very small facial features for the size of the head is what I remember It was very neutral and when i and with the old the taller one, it was the same. It was this neutral face, but the eyes appeared bigger with the six foot tall one um the mouth was bigger, the nose was bigger. I saw them clearly. And I think seeing them clearly, um, you know, intimidated me, you know, being so young and um, seeing things that, you know, I couldn't really explain or, you know, uh, understand.
2: Yeah, I can understand that. So you're fairly certain then that it was two separate spirits or entities?
3: I think so. Because I mean, it's it. I feel maybe it's a coincidence that they do stand and they they have they would stand in the exact same spot. But then you know the older one would watch me when I sleep. But I've never saw the spirit with that um, top hat and trench coat ever watch me or ever move. So you know, thinking back at it, I do think it was two different spirits. Okay. Maybe they're connected somehow. Maybe they were related. Or maybe, you know, that was the elderly man's son.
0: Um, I, I'm not sure. We work hard at being healthier. One, and what we really need is better quality sleep. The new Sleep Number 360 smart bed intelligently senses your movements and automatically adjusts your comfort and support on both sides. This is not a bed. It's proven quality sleep. It's the biggest sale of the year where all beds are on sale. Save 50% on the new Sleep Number 360 Limited Edition Smart Bed, plus special financing only for a limited time. To find your local Sleep Number store, go to sleepnumber.com. Special financing subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See store for details.
2: Okay. Yeah, because it seems like they display uh, similar characteristics on how they react to you. Uh, Yeah. So it it just made me curious. I wasn't sure. I mean... You're the one that experienced it, so uh, I was just wondering if what your thoughts were on that. I didn't mean to cut you off, though. You were talking about your little brother.
3: Oh, no, it's fine. And this uh, this other one that I um, was talking to you about was in the house that I live in now. Um, there was... There still is, you know, a little boy who lives in that home, too. Um, he stays in my mom's closet and he would uh, come out at night. He was the most active at night, I should say. Um, he he would play with my youngest brother's toys. So I have I have two brothers, one who's six years apart and the other one were fourteen years apart. And the young and he would play with the youngest one's toys. Um it it, it his toys were, you know, fire trucks dump trucks that would light up or you would press a button and these lights would come on and songs would play and they would go off at night. Um, These toys, you know, were laying around in the living room. Um, Some of them would be laying around in my parents' room and they would go off in the middle of the night. And um, I was the first one who noticed the little boy. Um, I didn't say anything because then again, you know, we um, moved in, you know, into a new home. I didn't want to uh, scare anybody, or you know, I wanted them to feel comfortable, so I didn't bring it up. And and so uh, until my mom started, no, um, you know, talking about how the toys would go off in the bedroom, and so I took that chance and I opened up to her that i seen this little boy who would hide behind um, couches when I would um, walk out in the middle of the night to use the restroom um uh, he's turned on the computer um he's that's you know that's the most things that I've seen him do was you know hide behind um couches and um, play with the toys at night and turn the computer on and there was this one time where I mistaken him as my youngest brother Uh, Me and the older one, we were watching TV this one afternoon. And we were, you know, conversating, talking about what we were watching. And then I see this little boy walk by. Um, He goes behind the couch, behind the one that we were sitting. And as he was walking by, I said, hey, like, why why did you change your shirt? Did you spill juice on it? And my brother's sitting next to me turns and looks behind the couch and looks back at me and says there's nobody there he's in he's he's in the bedroom and so i i didn't i didn't know what to say because i never really opened up to my brothers about my special gift and i ne- because i never wanted to make them feel uncomfortable and so i just like oh well oops oops you know moving on back to talking about, um, what we were talking about. And, and this little boy looked exactly like my brother, same type of haircut, um, same type of skin complexion, um, same height. He just had different clothing on. And, um, that day, my little brother, he had, you know, a dark colored shirt on. It was either green or blue and had some cartoons on it. And this little boy, he had a plain white shirt on. And so that's why I asked, you know, why my brother changed his shirt when really it was, it was the little boy who was just walking by.
2: Well, wow, That's really interesting. And did the little boy uh, appear often?
3: Um, not in the daylight. No, that was the one time that I seen him, you know, in midday, just walk out like that. Other times, it was when he would, you know, run, one run, run quickly and hide behind the couch. And that was always late at night.
2: Okay. Now, I remember you talking to me about, uh, your mom finding a picture in the house. Could you go into yeah, that? Yeah,
3: I guess. Um, my mom, uh, approached me one day. Um, she said, do you know who this is? And it was, an old, old picture. Um, It was this, you know, little boy who looked, you know, about the age of two um, was, you know, looked like he was walking towards the camera. He was smiling. Um, And I remember seeing in the picture of him being in the living room. There was uh, old, um, old, you know, patterned couches in the back. It had like an old, Carpet. It was a, it was a very old picture, um, and I didn't know who it was. I've never seen it before. Um, and my mom asked relatives if she if anyone knew who this little boy is. I even asked my siblings, like, do you know who this is? Everybody, like, who 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 is this little boy? And I I think it is, you know, that little boy who lives with us. I think that he wanted to feel included and wanted, you know, maybe more of the family members to acknowledge that he lives there with us. And, you know, it's, it's, I'm not sure where that picture is today, but I'm sure it's, you know, maybe somewhere around the house.
2: Yeah. That's, that's very interesting. It yeah. does, it does make you wonder. I mean, cause I, I've heard stories of that before where people find pictures in their house that, They have no idea who's in the picture and they have no idea where the picture came from. It's just all of a sudden there. And it's curious. It makes you wonder where some of these things, uh, come from. Yeah. So after that whole situation, um, what, what happened next?
3: Um, we, my, my mom, we know we, we just left it at that. Um, we didn't, talk about it again you know we you know we as in myself and my parents acknowledge that. okay you know maybe it is you know this little boy who lives there my other brothers we didn't say anything to them you know they didn't bother to ask like okay so did you find out who this little boy was no nothing and um when I do go you know go home to visit I do sense him still being in the house but it's been a while since I've seen him
2: Okay. I remember you talking to me about uh, hearing a little girl call call you, uh, I guess audibly. Could you talk about that?
3: Yes, yes. Um, I was, I would say, five to seven years old. Um, I was in the living room in the evening time, and my grandmother had told me that it's getting late, go put your pajamas on. And so I ran into the bedroom and as I'm pulling out my clothes from the dresser, I heard this little girl laughing, Ashley, come play with me. Ha 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 ha. Come play, come play. Ha ha And she, she was, was young, um, very uh, a young voice to her. And as I'm pulling out my clothes, I was scared to look. Um, Because I have never, I think at that time, um, I've never heard a spirit talk to me before. And so as I turned to look, there was this little girl looking around five years old, jumping on my grandmother's bed. And the interesting thing about it was I could hear the bed creaking, but the bed wasn't sinking in as if someone were actually jumping on the bed. And so I quickly put my clothes on, bolted out of the bedroom and acted like it never happened. And I never saw that little girl again.
2: That seems like a a pretty common MO for you to pretend it just never happened. Is that just something that is just naturally that comes out of you when it comes to this stuff or is that intentional? Is there a reason why you react that way?
3: Um, It is intentional, because I don't want to feel afraid. Um, I don't want any um, energies to feed off of me feeling scared. And so I felt I feel like it's, you know, in a way, an instinct, you know, to block out what's happening or what I just experienced, so that I can, you know, continue on with what I'm doing and, you know, feel safe
2: yeah that, that makes sense. sense absolutely makes sense one hundred percent i I now I remember you telling me in the email about being out late one night and coming home and seeing something when you came in the house. Would you like to share that story
3: yes um this this one's a really good one i I will always remember um I was in high school I was out with friends late one night um i Remember unlocking the door and I was opening it very slowly because the door was creaky and I didn't want to um, wake up my parents. And so I slowly opened the door. I remember I was looking down and I, for some reason, looked up towards the living room. And there I saw my great grandfather sitting on the couch. And as I took my a step into the house, he Stood up, he he took a uh, one two steps forward and then disappeared, and that told me that he was waiting for me to come home, you know, to make sure that I'm safe and that he can go back, you know, to heaven, and and at that moment I. I felt in my heart that my great grandfather's with me. I, I always felt close with my great grandfather. Um, he passed away when I was a sophomore in high school. And when I saw him, um, for the first time, I was a junior, I would say. And ever since then, I, I, I still feel close. He comes in my dreams often and I, feel his presence sometimes and it, it warms my heart.
2: Yeah. That's, I mean, I can totally understand how you feel that way. Uh, especially having that close relationship with him. Yeah. I wanted to ask you back to the little girl that was jumping on the bed. I forgot to ask you this now. Was she transparent at all or does she look like a real little girl jumping up and down the bed, just not making an imprint?
3: She was more transparent um she was in um I don't know if I said this, but she was in a white dress um I'm not sure it was more it was very old school looking I remember it wasn't something that you know was out when I was that age. It was something that looked much older. It was a kind of a puffy dress. it was a bit puffy in the shoulders I remember, and it was moving with her as she was jumping, and she had this glowing look to her. And it and you know, looking back at it, it was a bit inviting, but yet it was intimidating because it was the first time I've heard you know a spirit talk to me in my head, and yeah, that I would say she was more transparent than human looking,
2: okay, so when you heard her talking, uh now you're not the first person I've heard say this, and I tried to understand it, but it's hard. So she was talking, like, through your mind, but not audibly. Like, you couldn't hear her, but more in your head.
3: Yeah. Yes, it was in my head. It's hard to explain. I've been thinking about this for a while and how to explain, you know, hearing it in my head and, and hearing, you know, this different voice I've never heard before. And, you know, this distinctive, playful laugh that she had. And it, it it was interesting, and it was very strange. And like I said, I never saw her again after that.
2: Wow. See, that's just it's just so intriguing to, to hear that because I've heard other people describe that, and I just I have a really hard time for me personally to to I guess just comprehend the how that all works. You know uh, when yeah. when you heard. I don't even know if the right word is heard, but uh, for lack of better words, I'll use that word. When you heard her saying that to you, was it like uh very clear or was it almost like a, like a faint um, speaking? Does that make sense? Like yeah, I, I know yeah, in the movies, in the movies sometimes they, they give like a ghost when the ghost is talking, they give the ghost like an echoey sound almost to kind of make it sound faint. was it kind yeah. of like that or was it more like a very whole sounding Thing.
3: It was very whole sounding. It was as if she was actually speaking to me, and yeah, it was clear, clear as day. It it was no echoey, nothing.
2: Okay, I mean, because I'm sitting here thinking about it, and you know, it it does make sense to in the in the way that when you hear somebody talking and you hear it through your ears, all that is is sound waves. Registering in your eardrum, and then from there going to your brain where your brain actually uh, decides what it's actually hearing. And so,
4: yeah,
2: I guess in a sense, when people tell me this, they're actually whatever is talking to them is just maybe skipping that process of speaking through the ear and kind of just going directly into the head. I that sounds weird to even say, but maybe that's what's going on. What do you think?
3: Maybe that that makes sense i mean it's it's really hard to explain you know i'm i'm only 20 you know to only 24 years old and i'm still you know every you know every day is a learning experience and hopefully maybe someday i'll have an answer for it
2: yeah so do you think your family history uh, with being native american and i believe you said about the um, your family having a history with medicine people. Do you think that has to play with your life so far and all the action you've had with this kind of stuff?
3: Yes. Um, I believe that my purpose is to help people and to protect my family. Um, my, um, my great-grandfather was a medicine man, and um, his, his family were medicine people. And so as my great grandmother, her family um, was medicine people too. And I do believe that they passed on their gift to me for a reason. And I believe that it was given to me because I have the strength to handle it. And maybe it's, you know, something else, but I feel that you know from learning all of this at such a young age, you know i I kept myself together you know i I handled it the best way that I could, even though I didn't understand and even still to this day i'm I'm learning every day about you know why I meet certain people or you know why I had these past experiences is to help somebody else and you know to maybe you know have some better insight to you know bring clarity to somebody's life and now that we you know we're talking about you know my spiritual background and you know staying with my family um I had talked to you in the email about a ceremony I I participated in yes and it had to deal with two very most important people in my life And it happened June 2014. Um, It was an all-night ceremony. And I don't want to go into too much detail, but what I do want to share is it took me to a very, very dark place. And And I believe that that dark place was what people call hell. And how I got there, um, I choose not to say. But what I remember seeing was and feeling was it was very,
4: very dark. I remember feeling very, very
3: tired just so
4: exhausted
3: and i was just walking in complete darkness and i saw myself walking in complete darkness and it felt like i was walking for years like so much time has walked by and i remember thinking that like will this end and these questions that were coming in my head i feel that was it it was a test that do that that you know if i have true faith in the lord that he will show me the light i i knew that that was what i was looking for i was walking You know, straight, I wasn't making any turns. I wasn't stopping. I kept this steady pace and I was walking and walking. And I, um, I was getting these questions out of nowhere that, you know, maybe you should stop. Maybe you should just give up. Maybe, maybe you should, you know, just accept what's going on and, you know, not find the light. And, I, I didn't, you know, I I didn't listen. I knew it was the evil talking to me. I knew that um that it that you know, it was testing my faith and I knew, you know, I I remember telling myself that you know, you're strong. You have a purpose. You know, you're helping somebody that you dearly
4: love find the light with you. And and I I remember walking Seeing myself walk so weak i I remember
3: I was so low to the ground that i it was like i I was slouching, you know, I was so weak that I couldn't stand tall, and I kept walking and I was walking, and I remember
4: I remember praying harder and harder and harder and keeping my heart positive and And telling myself that I will find the light. And and when I did, when I did find the light, I saw my mother and she was there and she helped me out from where I was. I'm sorry, it's just, it's, it's it, it, it takes a lot out of me talking about it.
2: Um, I can understand that. And,
4: you know, reflecting back on it, you know, you know, it tells me that, you know, there is good just as well as there is evil. You know, there is this dark place, you know, where, um, where evil is. And, even though, you know, it was hard and I was so exhausted. It it was rewarding in the end because, you know, with with the people that I was with, we all stood together. Um the, the Lord was with us and I knew that, you know, I
3: I knew that that was one of the reasons why I was blessed with the gift that I have because if I didn't have that gift I wouldn't have detected a very 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 evil spirit
4: um it, it was my gift that that saved a life it saved the life of a very poor person of mine And like I said, even though it's very hard to
3: talk about and, you know, to relive, it, it did have a very rewarding ending. We all felt closer and we felt more alive because, you know, we conquered, we, we conquered what was going on. And it was the help of my great grandfather. He came. I saw him. I saw an angel who came. And, and that told me that, you know, the higher power, the Lord was there on our side and he was going to help lead the way and he did. And that without a doubt in my mind, I knew that like, don't doubt yourself again, believe in yourself, believe that, you know, when you see things or, you know, when things that you can't really explain come to mind, believe it, um, you know, but put it in the back of your mind because later on you're gonna that that experience that you had will make sense. It will have a purpose. It you know will have, you know, a significant meaning to it. And back to, you know, in the end it feeling rewarding. I never felt so alive in my life. I, you know, I was up for so long and it felt like I lost track of time. I felt so alive, Tony, like it was such an amazing feeling that, you know, that I I did what I was meant to do and, you know, I conquered it with the people that I love. I can't say that enough. And I, I remember having, you know, this big appetite. I remember I was like, man, I can go for a run right now. I feel great. And so did the people that I was with, they felt the same way. They had a big appetite. They were ready to go running. You know, we felt like we were on the top of the world and, I honestly think about this ceremony every single day because it brought so much meaning to it in a sense that, you know, me and the people I was with, we all had a purpose and we all, you know, intertwined together in a way that it made us, you know, very powerful together. Um, we each had, um, a specific position in that ceremony, and if you know one of them was out or you know it it wouldn't have worked as well as it did and and that you know was one of the most you know intense and incredible experiences that I've had thus far, and I feel honored to share it with you and your listeners, because I hope that, you know, in the future it will help somebody. Um, It will maybe bring an answer to something that they experienced or make them feel that they're not alone, that there is somebody who has had experience, you know, similar experiences in the past. And thank you, Tony, for, you know, allowing me to share some of the things that has happened to me, you know, throughout
2: my life. Sure. Absolutely. And thank you so much for sharing it. I clearly understand that it was uh, hard for you to do so. Um, And because of the sensitive nature of the experience, uh, the following question I have, feel free to, you know, decline to answer. Uh, But I just wanted to ask you a question. When this whole thing happened, Was it like an out-of-body experience, or was it something totally different than that?
4: It was
3: both. um, When it it was, it was both because when I was in that very very dark place, I I would go from out-of-body to being in the moment. If that makes sense and i don't know if i did that on purpose or it just happened um and you know for the most part that ceremony i i it was not out of body experience i was you know in the moment and yeah
2: wow yeah i i'm not going to pry on that story at all i'm going to let you just um leave it at that that way you know Wow, I just really appreciate you sharing that. Um, to wrap things up here, I did want to ask you uh, to maybe talk about one other thing here um, that you mentioned in your first email to me. And that is that you, and I think we talked about it a little bit before we came on the air here, you have the ability to uh, sometimes predict predict the future. Is that something that's intentional or is that something that can be controlled or is it just random?
3: It's all the above. And I say that because when I help people, it's intentional um, because I'm trying to, you know, help them find answers or, you know, help them, um, you know, go into the right direction that they're meant to go. And there's other times when it's unintentional, it just happens. Um, there's times when um, I felt very uncomfortable while driving. And there's one specific um, occasion that I remember is I was driving on the freeway from work, heavy, heavy California traffic. And I remember I was driving and this car pulled, uh, came in my lane behind me. And I, I looked at my rearview mirror and I, at that moment, I felt so uncomfortable and Something in my mind told me to move out of the way, to 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 just move out of the way. And I was thinking that, mm, well, maybe maybe, I, maybe I'm okay. But then, you know, I I trusted myself, and so I move into the next lane over. And, you know, just when I was getting those feelings, you know, I was approaching the um, the turnoff um, to exit. The freeway, and so as I'm, you know, going into the lanes to exit, something in me told me to turn and look. And so as I turned and looked, that car that was behind me that made me feel so uncomfortable uh, rear-ended another vehicle that, yeah, rear-ended a a vehicle. I don't know if that was a vehicle that was in front of me or, you know, a different vehicle that had um, got into that lane that that car was. And I felt the presence of my great grandfather being there with me. And I got emotional about it because, you know, it, I've, there's instances like that where I feel so thankful for the gift that I have. And, you know, for, you know, people like my great grandfather looking after me and, you know, protecting me and, you know, preventing me from getting hurt. And there's other times too, when I would touch things and. I would come to find out that it doesn't work. Uh, I remember I started getting these feelings when I was in college. Um, So it was about three, four years ago when I really started noticing something different about me. Um, Because one time I was about to check out some money. And so I uh, approached uh, uh, an ATM and... I had this feeling that it's, it's, it's something's going to go wrong. But I, you know, I went ahead and put my card in, entered my PIN number, and then it tells me I have no cash. And I thought, oh, wow, you know, something in me told me that something was going to go wrong and just that something went wrong. It, it's kind of hard to explain. It's not like a voice talking to me. It's just something that's in me that that tells me that, you you know, you're going to need a certain thing later on. Or, you know, something isn't going to work the way that you want it to. And it happens way too often for it to be a coincidence.
2: Yeah, you know, actually, I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, that it, it's like a, it's just like another sense. Uh, it's yeah. It's that's something that I actually experience myself a lot. Um Yeah, I totally I totally get that. I there's been several times, especially as of late. I mean, in my adult life, I'd say probably in the last three years, uh things will like I Lindsay's no stranger to this. I will come home one day and just tell her, Hey, this is gonna happen, just letting you know, so I have somebody as a witness that I called it and sure enough it okay. happens and
3: um wow it's
2: uh it's it's interesting because i don't i don't view it as um for me for me it's not a sense as much as a who speaking to me i often feel mm-hmm. that um that god is speaking to me in those times and uh for whatever reason uh sharing with me what is going to happen um and sure enough, I mean, once I actually learned that, because for me, it was, I would have a feeling that I should either do something or something was going to happen and I wouldn't act on it. And then once I identified that, and I, I identified that feeling as uh, coinciding with what was happening. And I actually, it, it, I don't know how to describe it other than I learned how to listen and once I learned how to listen, I've been able to kind of fall in line with what I've been feeling or being told, however you want to describe it. But um, yeah, it's it's a very interesting thing, and it's for me it's an ongoing thing. I don't talk about it a whole lot. Uh, it's not that i I keep it quiet. I just I just it doesn't come up in conversation. But um, but yeah, I totally. I totally get that because I go through similar things.
3: That's amazing. And I feel like hopefully I'll be, you know, where you are now to where, you know, you're more in tune and listen to yourself. You know, there is times when I'm just like, no, like I think about what I'm going to do later on that day or, you know, in the next few days and I don't see myself doing something and then next thing you know you know plans change or you know something does occur and then i do need that thing you know what i mean or you know what what that feeling that i had comes true when i when in the moment i didn't think it was going to happen it's it's very strange and it's interesting yeah. how you know to explain it so that other people can understand and um and it's nice to know that, you know, you feel the same way and that, you know, you understand where I'm coming from. That's awesome.
2: Absolutely. In fact, I just saw of it now. My earliest recollection of this happening, and it's so weird because it, it was so meaningless, it had no meaning whatsoever. But I was a kid and I was very young because we were living uh, in one of the first places I can remember. And I remember just having this feeling that the phone was going to ring. And I'm sitting in the living room, and my, I remember, my, I don't know where my mom was. I just remember my dad was in the in the living room because he saw this happen. Um, I walked up, I, I got up just randomly, seemingly, right? I seemingly got up at random. I walked over to the phone. I reached out to pick up the phone, and just before I picked up the phone, it rang. And I, I picked it up, I answered it, and it was somebody, I think, from my mom or something, because I remember giving it to my mom. And my dad just looked at me and he's like, did you know that was going to ring? <laughs> and I just, I just looked at him like, yeah. And then I just sat down and we never talked about it. And to this day, we never talked about it. Um, but wow. yeah, I, and I, 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 now that I'm talking about it, I should really ask him if he remembers that because I remember that. Uh, and it only happened one time. There, there's been times when I was a kid that I had that feeling that something was going to happen and then it did, yeah. but not acting yeah. on it. Um, but that was yeah. the only time when I was a kid that I acted on something. And it actually happened and my dad witnessed it. And, um, that's
4: so cool. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Now that I'm, th- <laughs> now that I'm thinking about it, I got next time. I'm going to see him in two weeks. I'm going to have to talk to him about that. But yeah, it's very interesting. And I, I don't think it's a common thing. Like I, I definitely don't think a lot of people have, uh, that intuition, um, and mm-hmm. whatever you want to call it. I mean, for me, I think it's more for me personally, I think it's a God thing. Um, you know, I'm not saying that's, that's the case for everybody, but, uh, as I've gotten older and closer, uh, to m- in my relationship with God, uh, it seems like that has been, uh, more of an active thing in my life. And so it's, it's very interesting. Very, very interesting. Um, but now, it, go
3: ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, cause that actually, um, uh, brings back to a Multiple times when, um, I would know when my mom is about to call me. I, I always knew, or sometimes she would call me about something and I would already know what she was going to talk to me about. And, um, this, this would happen, you know, all the time, like not just, you know, with the phone calls, but with the conversations. Like my, my mom and I, we would finish each other's sentences or we would think the exact same thing at that exact same moment and it was one of us who would bring it up first yeah and i don't i don't know if that's you know a a mother-daughter bond or i don't know if it happens you know a lot with other people but i think that it it's 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 cool that you know my mother and i had this deep connection that like we kind of predict things about each other that's the same if that makes sense
2: yeah, absolutely, totally. Um, yeah. I, I think I think there's a lot of things in this life that are left unexplained and that there's yeah. a whole other side of reality that most people don't explore. And um, it even comes down to little things, and I, I know I can't be the only one, uh, that you're driving in the car and you have a tune in your head, you turn on the radio, and that at that exact moment— yeah you're hearing that song play the exact moment you were playing in your head
4: oh my god
2: and and i've heard i've heard people <laughs> lots of people experience that and
4: yes it's like, i have too
2: what what causes that and and those are questions yeah. that i have because like if there's so cuz i know i've talked to other people that that has happened to them before and you can oh, like people who don't want to think about it too much like we're different people like We actually enjoy looking into this kind of thing and trying to ask the hard questions. But I think a lot of people, they don't want to ask those hard questions. And that that's a big question in my mind is, what causes that? It, it, it happens too often for it to be at random now and
4: yeah. it happened yeah. it's
2: happened to me several times a lot of times more than i can count and clearly it's happened to you i know it's happened to several people it's not just music on the radio but it's things like that and
4: yeah
2: you know it's it's like what is going on that people can sense these things or there's some kind of like parallel going on and it's just i don't have an answer all i know is it's a real phenomenon and yeah. it's left unanswered right now. Like there I, as far as I know, there is no real answer out there for this. And you know, that's why we're here. We're talking about it.
3: Yeah, wow. So <laughs> that is so cool that that you you've experienced the same things I have too, but you know, it's I don't talk about it with with anybody because I I don't want to sound crazy, you know, I don't want to sound like what like are you you sure that happened to you you know I just don't want to be you know questioned in that way and that's that's awesome that you and other people you have spoken to have experienced that exact same thing that that is that is really cool it's mind-blowing too sometimes because it's like how do I know that you know like well, well why why me sometimes you know I ask myself about about certain things but then you know I know that everything has its purpose you know you're given what you can handle and you know hopefully one day you know we will find the answer of of why why, why this this is happening
2: yeah absolutely i mean i just think i think um the fear factor of talking to people about this stuff uh holds the whole topic at bay because the majority yeah. of people don't talk about it And for instance, I'll give you a quick example, and then we'll we'll wrap things up here. But today, I was at one of my deliveries, and I'm very open, and I talk to people about what I do. I let people know I have a podcast, and I let let them know what it's about. And once I tell people what I'm doing, their whole environment changes. And a lot of times, like today, the guy says, well, because I told him what the show's about, what I cover on the show. And he says to me, well, do you believe that stuff? And I said, absolutely. And he's like, oh, okay. Well, since you believe it, I need to talk to you. And we talked for like 15, 20 minutes about his own personal experiences he had. And I think that right there is a prime example as to why we're not getting a whole lot of answers. And it's because guys like the guy I talked to today are scared to talk about it until they know the person that they're talking to will not ridicule them. Like he, he, he was not going to open up to me if I said, no, I don't believe it. I just, I just, you know, do a show for whatever reason, you know, like, I don't know why I would be doing a show if I don't believe it. But, um, he, once I told him that I believe these things, his whole tune changed. And I think that's one of the biggest purposes for this show is to create awareness and allow people to share their stories so that other people can hear it and feel comfortable talking about it as well. Um, and I think you 're a prime example of that. I mean you 've been uncomfortable talking about these things and or not talking about it at all, and hopefully you know talking to me, somebody who understands where you 're coming from and isn 't going to judge you, uh, hopefully that helps you talk about it more and I just think that people that are experiencing these things need to be a little bit more brave. And not be so worried about what people think about them, but at least, but start talking about it to at least people that you trust. You know, you might think it's a little weird and stuff, but um, I think it's very important that people start opening up and talking to other people about their experiences. I think it will go a long way.
4: I agree. I agree one hundred percent.
2: Well, Ashley, before we get out of here, do you have any? You know closing remarks, any words of advice or, you know, closing thoughts that you'd like to share with us.
3: Thank you for taking the time out of your day to listen to my story. And I hope that, you know, it maybe change your mind, you know, into um, maybe understanding better, um, maybe getting an answer to. um, And, you know, I, 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 you know, I just hope that you take something positive out of you know my experience, and um, I wish you all the best. and thank you, Tony, for having me on your show.
2: It's a pleasure. Oh, the pleasure's all mine. Thank you for coming on. I will talk to you later, and if you have any other things that you'd like to talk about, feel free to get a hold of me. Thank you. All right, take care. Okay, that's the show, everybody. I hope you enjoyed it as always. And if you have not done so yet please go to our Facebook page and give us a like and go to our Twitter page at T and give us a follow. If you want to get a hold of me and talk to me about an encounter you had or a story or an experience you've had, go ahead and give me an email. My email is theconfessionalspodcast at gmail.com or you can go to the website theconfessionalspodcast.com, hit the connection section and you can reach me that way as well. Either way works for me, but as always, have a great week, friends. Take care.
1: Is it that ice cold, Michelle? Fight for that white gold. This one for them.
4: A little too hot.
2: too much